just said the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. Uh, this is quoted from the Analects. My name is Jennifer Sevier and this is the Armchair Linguist. In considering conflict uh, that is typically unresolvable um, or has been unresolved for some time, the journey of the self um, can come into play when there is a grand deal of internal conflict. And so uh, the, the, saying, the saying that you take small steps or um, pull away uh, small stones that will lead to, to a grander opportunity of resolution is a bit of a challenge in itself because it's not just the physical aspect that you have to overcome but uh, the internal um, conditioning and design for which you had come to that point to begin with and um, there's also uh, a quote by Confucius that says that everything has beauty but not everyone sees it so is the whole singular perception of, of beauty is in the eye of the beholder how one perceives that beauty is dependent upon how um, not only the self is perceived but also uh, the types of challenges that that person has encountered over a period of life up to that point. (laughs) When it comes to unresolved conflict, uh, I would find that one of the grandest uh, difficulties in resolving repeated conflictual interactions with somebody is that with this singular perception theory that there is never going to be an opportunity to reach common ground if there is only uh, a one direction type viewing or one direction type perception. And so uh, there are uh, a number of uh, types of wisdoms in various sacred texts that say, uh, you know, if you lead with the heart or if you lead with the highest mind, you're going to reach that uh, end goal of resolution, but it is not the case in, in a large percentage of my experience. What also becomes a problem is when you get um, a collective aspect that runs against what you believe, and this uh, poses the question of whether or not there is an unresolved um, lesson in there that has not been yet either addressed or uh, made apparent in one's life. Now, I have evaluated these types of things over the course of my lifetime and found that most of the time that uh, lessons that don't tend to get resolved or uh, issues that don't tend to get resolved are not just a, a, a mirror a lesson that has to be um, perceived on, on a um, surface or deeper level, but also uh, the two-way mirror. And the two-way mirror then turns into the multi-mirror that we have sometimes encountered in a fun house where it becomes skewed, where you where there's smoke, where there's special effects and various other things that help you um, see things from a grander perception, such as how the universe is reflecting back. Where there is order, there is a less tendency to to have a discombobulation or or a um, disconnection with who you really are, how you really uh, are meant to perceive the outcome of what you are uh, trying to uh, resolve in that problem. In many cases, I have found in cases of problematic 
uh, individuals in my life, there is no resolving the issue, none whatsoever, because they are in such torment and internal conflict that no matter what angle you come uh, or bring to the to the table that is, say, an issue they may be posing, a question they may be posing you, they, it will never be resolved. They will never find resolution with you, nor will they find resolution with anyone else in their lives. Why is this? Why is this? Well, Confucius also says that if you know all the answers, you have not been asked the correct question or you've not been asked uh, the right question or enough questions and so forth. So uh, when you um, practice such things as uh, journaling it out or um, just sitting with one particular question and then moving moving toward each and uh, one uh, that follows, you might come to reveal such a, one more piece to the picture. But sometimes it does take casting a rock at the mirror or the glass house to break it or form a breakage to find where it is that the root needs broken in your life and the relationship with another to sever that branch or sever that piece of shard glass and cut away what no longer belongs in it. It doesn't uh, necessarily uh, equate to a good and fun and enjoyable life. In my experience, there has been more challenge than there has been a positive return. Why is this? Why is this? There is uh, a numerous... um, There are numerous sacred texts that believe that there there is... karma to pay or ancestral um, lessons that have yet to be resolved and that is our responsibility to resolve those. I don't feel like it is. Uh, however, it does um, it does pose the issue that why is it that one person feels like another person has to carry the load that is solely theirs to carry? Are they looking at that person as a mirror? Are they looking at that person as a catalyst? Or are they just trying to create a resistance in that person's life to burn off the relationship so it's no longer needed? I also think you have to be careful with the uh, really where your priorities lie and whether or not it's worth even pursuing wasting your time with situations and persons that bring you to a level of questioning your own personal value, your own personal identification, and how your goals are not in alignment with theirs. Because some people will go to any great length they can to try to uh, destroy your idea of what happiness and joy and love is for yourself and for even a significant other that has yet to come into your life. So they will lower the value or intellectual property on their own life. What I find very difficult is the whole journey of the self or what in Buddhist terms is a cone, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts. And there is so much left in unresolved situations that they say you are supposed to just cast the mountain aside 
and continue to move around it or, or to go over um, go over the, the rough patches without without worrying about the thorns. But there's not a time that I have not ran, ran through uh, a forest without getting, or even brush without getting cut up by the, the thorns that lie in the uh, dried out places and places that were not exactly um, revealing themselves. One final thing I want to reflect on is the whole elephant in the room or the, uh, the black cat in the dark room. And, uh, you know, the Confucian theory is as if, 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 if there's no cat, how do you find it? If there's no element, elephant, how do you find it? If there's nothing outside of you, how do you resolve the conflict outside of you? And this is a, uh, a belief that most people are afraid to uh, embrace. And one I would say I was. Um, when I had a, uh, an unexpected lesson in conscious, uh, consciousness and uh, higher level meditation uh, and higher level uh, confrontation with uh, near-death experience. And it was one that <clears throat> I would say that uh, when you're faced with the darkness outside of you, um, but there is light within you, how do you reconcile those two together? Uh, there is the belief on a Buddhist level that it is yin and yang, yin being uh, on, say, for example, within and, and, uh, and the darkness being without, and so you're trying to make the light kind of reconcile with the dark or the internal and the external re- reconcile with one another so they, they properly uh, move in the same direction. If you're solidly light within, but you are um, allowing the darkness on the outside of you to uh, create a, uh, you know, a, a trigger, an anger to, to throw, for example, a, a blanket over the, over the internal light. Uh, does this harm you or does this further solidify your internal and help uh, alkalize the, the uh, internal um, imbalance? spiritual level and so or an emotional level if there is uh, if you've worked through all the trauma if you've worked through all of the lessons up to now uh, it can quite often be uh, an issue of priority of what your expectations of life were up to that point and also what was actually delivered in return one repeated is that um, when there's consistent blockage in your external life, for example, you're, you're putting out an intention for something and it's considerably blocked by other people, uh, it's important to move through that person's, um, or your understanding of that person's you know, own karma or own uh, challenges to discover whether or not there is, they are in a position of stopping it for a reason. Are they protecting you for something? Or are they perceiving you wrongly? And that's all that whole skewed mirror. Uh, for example, in sacred text, it says if you look in a mirror and then you walk away and forget what you look like, do you really know who you are? Are you identified with you are, who you are? Or are you perceiving through that other person's eyes rather than your own? And, uh, you know, this this is a very, very challenging uh, journey of life that I find that 
even when you reel the dark within yourself and create a lie, you are going to have moral compromise. There is no chance that I have found in uh, in my own uh, testing of the uh, of what do you what do you call it? the the uh, disarray or, or, or the disappointing times that I have not. I've not found that uh, my morality or my moral compass of my preconceived ideas of something have not been challenged. And this is a very painful thing because you're trying to take yourself to that destination in the package that you have constructed for yourself, the idea that you have and you have built for yourself only to have yourself be brought to naught you arrive at that destination and whether it is received or not will be dependent upon the factors that are in place whether you prepared them whether you have been um, pre-advised of them or not get it not in o-u-g-h-t or not one requires for you to go un- under internal alchemy uh, and one in terms uh, requires for you to arc over the, the conditions or trauma and just rise above it which is easier I, I have yet to uh, reach that conclusion well until next time I would say uh, that uh, so we'll end it in stating that uh, a quote by Socrates it says in all of us even in good men there is a lawless wild beast nature which peers out in sleep I in myself have embraced the beast wrestled with the beast, uh, taken the beast as a part of me, spit the beast back out, allowed the beast to rest, and cast the beast outside of me only to have it return again and again. So in the ways of the Native American, I would say the beast will always be a part of the pack, and the Alpha and Omega will always rest in the yin and yang, rocking beside it, between it, and around it. Well, until next time, this is Jen Sabir.